Elise, I just really appreciate you showing up today, knowing that you're not feeling super well and you didn't sleep well last night. Thank you for showing up. I appreciate it. Wow, Jen. Thanks. I just love how you're like, you're so honest and vulnerable with your emotions. Hmm. You're really amazing, Jen. Oh, thanks, Elise. Well, I think you're pretty brilliant. I appreciate the way you are patient with your kids when they really try you. Um, I appreciate your flexibility and how the last 24 hours have gone really differently than you anticipated them going. Thanks. I think you're just awesome. Oh, thanks, Elise. You're welcome. Should we tell the good people what they're listening to here? Yeah. You're listening to the awesome, flexible, fantastic, amazing, pushing in podcast. Aww. Where we talk about all things pregnancy, birth, and life with a new baby. Because if you can't laugh about paying yourself, you might as well laugh at yourself while doing it. I'm Elise McAllister, and, and that is the amazing, brilliant, flexible, talented, Jen Lid. Aw, thank you. We're so full of compliments we today, We are. We're trying to illustrate, show examples of how to be an encouraging, affirming birth partner. Yeah, because we want you to be amazing, <laughs> fantastic, flexible, brilliant, Fantastic. Did I just say that one? I don't know. Witty? Can I say it? Can I just say it? Sure. Badass. Oh, okay. You can say it once. All right. Jen, Jen didn't want me to say the B word. I know. Is it? Wait, that's not the B word. No, that's another B word. <laughs> so if you hadn't guessed, today's topic is going to be a little bit about how to be a supportive birth partner. Also not the B word. Yes. Um... Two, your amazing person who lives with you, who is growing this baby and will need to get it out of their body. Okay, so hold on. You're probably pregnant or had a baby if you're listening to this. So right now, we want you to stop this recording and go find your amazing, flexible, supportive, fantastic partner and say, hey, babe. You need to listen to this because this is going to be so awesome to you and beneficial for both of you. So pull that car over, turn it up so you both can hear it. I know you probably don't need to pull the car over. Elise, you don't need to pull the car over. So, um, you know. You just need to listen to it so loud. Exactly. So in today's society, there's this like forward button on one's (laughs) electronic device, whether that be a phone, iPad, computer, or website. It's just more impactful if you just, you know. Pull no, the car over. No, no. Okay, it's dangerous. A- Keep driving. Okay. It's okay. You can Fine. share it later. Okay. Press forward on your phone and just send it to your partner. Okay? Okay, there or we go. Or if you're in the car together, just turn up the volume so you both can listen. But anyways, I want you guys to both listen to this. I want everyone to hear this. 
because this is going to be super beneficial to everybody. These are 10 things that are going to make your partner so awesome during your pregnancy that you're going to be saying all these wonderful things about them like Jen and I are saying about each other. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's a little disclaimer. Speaking out to all the folks who may or may not resonate with some of these suggestions we're having. You know your partner. You know if they like foot rubs or not. All that good stuff, right? Um, So you get to figure this out on your own, but here's suggestions, right? Because not all of this is going to apply to everybody, but you know, we're human. We're all different. Like, try it out though. You might be like, I don't think my partner likes foot massages. And then turns out they do. Right. Maybe not well, or not normally, but in pregnancy, heck yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That brings us to number one. Guess what it is? Foot massage. Would you like to practice this while we podcast, Elise? I'm good, Jen. Aww. Also, you're really far away. If I massaged your feet, they're going to get a whole lot of feedback. That would be more like tickling my feet. <laughs> also, I would offer mine, but if I take off these shoes, we can't be in the same room together. You always say that. Anyway, moving on from Elise's <laughs> smelly feet. So um, feet get a lot of pressure oh. during the pregnancy. Right? It's a bit weightier than maybe typical you're carrying around a baby and all that fluid and 50 percent more blood in your body and guess who's holding it all up those tootsies they don't get the kudos that they deserve those feet right yeah so what we're thinking is you're sitting on the couch together at night why not do a little foot rub there right because that you can hold a lot of tension in your feet also know um those feet might grow a little bit during Spread. pregnancy. Grow. Well, yeah, pretty typical to, you know, Elise was an eight and a half. Now she's a nine. I know. How about you, Jen? Did you change foot shoe sizes? I was an eight and a half. Now I'm a nine. <gasps> but oh, even our feet grew the same. I, I, I think mine were like more of a gradual. I can't like pin it on pregnancy. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Wow, really? Oh, I'm, I'm a few years older than you, and I had babies longer <laughs> ago, so maybe it's gravity. Who knows? <laughs> but I, I like that our feet changed but the they same. Have changed. We were just talking today to somebody yes. about being interchangeable, and oh, now, I mean, we're like, yeah. another Although layer we've never of... borrowed each other's shoes. That's funny. There was one time where you offered me your shoes when I was on my way to a birth. That's true. And I actually, I am wearing some heeled boots today uh-huh. and I might be headed to a birth. And if that does happen, I'm wearing your shoes, just so you know. Oh, okay. I will sacrifice. These are super uncomfortable. So I you'll be imagine. wearing these home. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Number, number two. two. So um, her feelings about birth, parenting, birthing choices may feel bigger or more eminent because the baby's living in her body. Okay. So if she is like at a restaurant and looks at the menu and nothing sounds good and then suddenly she starts to cry because she thinks oh my goodness how am I ever gonna be a good parent because I can't pick something on this menu uh it that makes sense yeah right and it might not to you but it might go a little something like I feel terrible because I'm pregnant. I can't eat. I just want to eat French fries. But if I can't eat a green salad, 
you know, how am I ever going to be a good mom mm-hmm. if I can't force myself to eat a green salad and I'm only eating French fries? I can't even grow a baby. Whoa. I know. That is a lot of shaming of oneself. That's right, kind right. of sad. And sometimes that does happen, though. Like, here's... That's some unraveling of some big stuff there. But I think these are things that we hear, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Or some like, oh my gosh, I used to be able to hike and now I'm out of breath just walking to my car. For some folks, that's a real loss of control that they feel of Mm. my body was predictable before, but now during this pregnancy, it feels very unpredictable and that can be emotionally impacting like, oh, a big bummer. Um, So there's going to be some emotions potentially because this baby is living inside of her body. Um, Could be about physical stuff, could be about emotions. We've been talking about that the last couple of weeks quite a bit on the podcast about the emotions um, and a pregnancy and um, this we're, we're coming back here. The hormones that she has coursing through her body are going to change her emotional outlook at times. Um, that's scientific. We're not making that up. We're not blaming it. We're just scientifically that's going to do things to our body. So mm-hmm. um, there might be some bigger feelings towards things than um, previously. And a lot of that is due to these changes happening into our body. So she might have some strong feelings as well about the birth team, about where she wants to have this baby, about um, some of the care involved and the people she wants around during that time. And I think um, there might be some feelings that are different than yours. Yeah. Or just really eager to start setting up these things. Yeah. Whether that's setting up the birth team or setting up the nursery. You know, I remember wanting to get all of those things rolling really early and my partner feeling like I can't even see anything externally changing Mm. because that baby's no bigger than a thumb. But I'm feeling like everything is different in my world and I want to get that ball rolling because I know that there's so much change to come and I feel like, you know, in my third trimester, I feel tired. So, um, you know, knowing that you guys might move at different speeds and that is okay. Everybody gets to do this at their own pace. I think there's some some other things too that might impact that, that um, she can feel the baby moving inside of her body. Mm -hmm. I will sometimes tell people that are pregnant, you have a knowing of your baby that um, even your provider doesn't have. You can tell me when your baby has the hiccups, when they're you know, doing some rolling and moving around and um, kicking and so on. And sure, if we have you connected to a machine 24-7, we can see those things. But otherwise, you do have a knowing that no one else does. And that can be a little bit of a bummer for a partner who isn't experiencing um kind of that that can be a bonding experience to know when your baby's moving around and to feel kind of at one with that baby because you feel these sensations um I think I want to reassure you partner that once that baby's on the outside there's a different kind of bonding that can happen and um maybe she has a stronger opinion as well about about these things because she has had that connection and that knowing with this baby for longer um a long time absolutely absolutely which brings us to number three deal with your feels so Mm -hmm. deal with all of your feelings so you 
might have feelings coming up at different speeds. You might have some feelings about your own childhood coming up or some anxieties. Sometimes the partner who's not pregnant gets some, um, sometimes a bit old-fashioned feelings of, I must provide. Uh, You might feel like, "Mm, no, that is old-fashioned or that might really resonate with you. Hmm. And there might be um, this this need to not focus so much on taking it slow and being at home, but I got to provide, I got to do all the things. I got to remodel. I got to buy a car that's going to fit this kid safely. Um, We need um, a new deck. Um, I don't know. I'm just picking things that we got to get ready for this baby. I got to read some books. Um, or it could be, we got to go on some trips because we're going to have a kid and we don't get to do those things later on. Um, I've even heard some people almost say like, it's kind of odd the, uh, wanting to go back to like college times of, um, (laughs) you know, whether that be celebratory or hanging out with friends or whatever. Um, sometimes that feeling can come. There can be a lot of big feelings. Yep. Maybe even some feelings of panic. Yep. Um, feelings of frustration. Are, are we ready for this? What have we gotten ourselves into? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe um, even some frustration of you guys moving at different speeds. Absolutely. Your so if, feelings might not need to be dealt with together. Oh, um, oh, wait, say that again, Elise. Your feelings might not need to be dealt with together. So are you saying that I might be having some feelings that my partner doesn't need to be involved in? Correct. Especially if you are not the pregnant person. <laughs> that's That's big. It is. And so we have... We're not suggesting stuff in those feelings, though. Oh, we want you to deal with the feels. So That is phone a friend, right? Phone a friend or a professional. Yeah. Right? Depending on how you need to deal with those, right? Mm. Um, so find your community of people who have been there, done that, or find a professional who, who, who can help you work through some of these things. Right. Because and a lot a lot of crap comes up when you've got a baby on the way. It's so true. And it takes a while. Like, there might be an, an initial, oh my gosh, we weren't planning this. Or there could be the flip side, we've been planning this for so long, I'm so excited. And then at some point um, in this nine months, there can be a flipping of that emotion like mm-hmm. a different, like you feel totally opposite or there's, um, I don't know, these gradual changes that can happen. Um, I don't think we particularly have an answer for this because there isn't an answer. This is a journey, not necessarily a destination. Um, but yeah. we're given some tips for expect this might happen. And any life transition tends to be filled with some challenge right you get a new job you got to figure out what that new job is going to be like what is the workplace um culture how much am i supposed to work what wait who do i talk to about getting some time off it's similar with um transitioning both during pregnancy as well as having that baby come to live at your house there's a lot to navigate there isn't a band-aid for this Mm -mm. yeah all right find out what gets your adrenaline 
out of your body so that you can access that when the baby is here. Oh, I love this. Yeah. There can be a lot of adrenaline when you have a baby coming, um, especially during birth. Can I tell a story? Yes, please do. So recently... I know of somebody who has decided, and they are in their 30s, that they would like to learn how to skateboard. I love it. And they just had a baby. And they just had, um, they have an older child, and they just had another baby. And they're like, okay, I'm fine in that skateboard. And then um, during this paternity leave, I that's going to be my stress release, is I'm going to go out into the front um, sidewalk, and I'm going to figure out how to balance on a skateboard. Um, his intention is to get to the bus a little bit faster. He lives in a city, <laughs> and um, he wants to bus, I mean, sorry, skateboard down to the bus stop eventually. But for now, that is releasing his adrenaline. I cannot tell you... Pretty much every time I go to a birth, I will look at partner and I'll say, okay, so she's got all these hormones um, from just having had a baby that you don't have, and you're potentially going to kind of crash here. There's going to be like, you're feeling okay, euphoric, but tired right now. In the next couple of days, you might need to have a good cry. Some people process that way. Have a good sleep. Have a good bike ride or a run or a hangout phone a friend sort of time but figure out how you get from like high alert adrenaline filled down to more of like a okay i'm processing this because birth is a big experience with a partner huge and it's the two people that you love the most in the world in one body and you can't do anything about it yeah you can't take the pain away you can't make it faster or shorter you can't you can't control it. There is absolutely no control. And if you have this feeling of I want to protect, which mm. I think is really normal, yeah. um, you you can't. You yeah. can't protect your partner from this experience. You can love and support and advocate, but you cannot you can't stop this. Mm. Right. And that's a really powerless feeling. It doesn't it feel is. awesome, it does is. it? It is. And I think you you know, you're not a victim of birth, right? Right, right. I don't want anyone going and feeling like, you know, birth is going to happen to them. Yeah. Right? But this is this is a big, big experience. Yeah. And you do get to play a very powerful role in this experience. But there's a lot of adrenaline through this and on the other side of this. And so find out what helps you get your adrenaline out. If your partner gets to process all these emotions and we're telling you, you might not wanna process with her, you might need to do that with a professional or your friends, you might need some ways to work out your adrenaline. You might need ways to work it out after the birth. Hmm. So figure out how you do that Practice that now, and then you can access that really easily. At least this is not. I I don't know where I figured out how to tell partners this. This is not mainstream knowledge. No, I really no feel one told like me this when no we were one told. A baby. No, no one told us this when I was having a baby. Like looking at my partner and saying, "Okay, take care of yourself. Do something to process this experience." Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, it is a physical release. Right. Um, so something often adrenaline is moved through our body more effectively by movement. It's right. 
Science. <laughs> Science. So, yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, have some early nights in bed with her. Okay, well, two reasons I'm thinking of that is we've just talked about how much emotion you're potentially processing <laughs> during this pregnancy. Um, that can make one fairly tired. So maybe you're feeling like going to bed a little bit earlier. Um, and if you've decided to remodel the kitchen, that also will make you a bit more tired. Um, Don't remodel your bedroom, though. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> Although we've seen it. Anyway, um, so what we're suggesting is that um, the pregnant person can feel pretty isolated. Like, oh my gosh, all I do is go to work and feel yucky and try to eat and keep food down. And then I'm tired by seven o'clock and I go to bed alone. Blah. It doesn't feel super awesome. And (laughs) she can start to feel this like, who am I becoming? So it might be a go lay with her in bed for a little bit. Um, And then she might fall asleep and then sure, you can leave the bed. But I think that connection of like, we're doing what we typically used to do, except it's at seven o'clock, not at 10. <laughs> yeah. Or bring something to read or watch something on your phone or whatever yeah. and stay in bed in case she wakes up and notices like you're gone. Yeah. Um, it's okay to go to bed early. You know, it's, it's okay to have that now in bed. There's that connection. Yeah. So you might be taking some childbirth classes and they might might, ask you to play some, okay, we're going to use this word, dumb practice childbirth games. Okay. I used to teach five-week childbirth classes and Uh I love making people play dumb games. (laughs) Can I just tell you that? It's a form of torture for some and a... And, and enjoyment and Elise, for the teachers. Elise loves it. Yeah, I love it. But I also love baby shower games oh, and okay. bridal shower games. I I love those things. So why um, did you like the making people play the dumb games in your childbirth class? Because they don't forget those things. Oh, right. Interesting. We used to play this one where I'd give them a piece of paper with the ABCs on it. Yeah. And I would give them a certain amount of time and everybody would have to write down something that they could do in early labor for each letter of the alphabet. Oh my gosh. And what do you, you know, do for A? For Z, do you go to the zoo? Anything you want. So for Z, do you go to the zoo? Sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, think about it. S, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sex. Okay. You know, people would get so crazy. Like, we would make up anything. That actually makes a lot of sense, Elise. People are less likely. They're totally less likely to forget. What am I supposed to do in early labor? Oh, yeah, that alphabet game where we talked about all those things. And it wasn't go to the hospital. Right. And the the point of the game was that it was absolutely anything. Interesting. Because you weren't going to write down time contractions for T. Ah, Interesting. Right. Okay. And so that was the point, is that we spent this very intentional time doing that stuff. Sure. So you're going to play some really dumb games, but it's going to help you remember it. So she might be super into it because or it's not. fun. You're prepping, right? Right. She might also not. And you might be into it. She might not be. Or nobody is. Play them. Get into it. Don't roll your eyes. Also, nobody in the class likes it when somebody yeah. like gets kind of grumpy and doesn't participate. Be the person who plays Just the game. Just think it. Don't say it. Right. Don't use the body language. It it ruins the fun in the class. 
The teacher yeah. doesn't like it either. When somebody's oh, puffing yeah. and puffing in the corner, it's not fun. <laughs> but be the person who participates. Okay. You're showing up for your the birth of your baby, your pregnancy, your yeah. family. That you're makes participating. Sense. Yeah. Just like you're going to show up for preschool orientation. Uh, right? That's boring. Ugh. So boring. Sorry, right? preschool teachers. Yeah. Sorry. All the things. We, sh- we show up for so many things for our kids that are really, really boring. Mm. And playing dumb classes in birth, you know, childbirth education, yeah. it's one of them. Okay. Uh, talking about education, read some books. So don't go to the library and get 25 books about oh. parenting a teenager all the way down to what does labor and birth look like. Okay. You don't need to read all the books. But... We don't want you freaking out in labor going, oh my God, what is happening? And you've never heard of anything, right? Yeah, don't make her do all the reading either. Right. So read some books. Um, But don't read all the books because we want you to be um, present. And we often say to people, especially in the third trimester, like, don't read any more books. Just go out for ice cream, right? Um, and if you have just found out your partner is, you know, eight weeks pregnant, like it's okay to put that off a little while. Like you don't have to read all the books now, but read, read something, please educate yourself or have some discussions with a friend who has a kid. Like, Hey, give me the lowdown. What's it like to have a baby? Listen to our podcast. Um, you're going to glean a lot of information, but, um, I would say read some on what labor and birth looks like, but read about newborns because you're going to have a newborn a lot longer than you're going to have a labor. Yeah. But read Thankfully. Silly. Don't leave it all to her. This isn't her job only. Yeah. Okay. You might also have to help with getting the baby gear. Um, but you... find your gear too and your own style and rock it. <laughs> wow. That was a commercial right there. Awesome. Rock your own style. Yeah. Ooh, and we'll have a little suggestion for you actually. But in fact, let's throw in our suggestion right now. Hey, Jen, let's talk about this super awesome Becco baby carrier. Since we're talking about getting awesome baby carriers, they are our sponsor this week. And not just because they're sponsoring the show, but also because we love awesome baby carriers. Let's Let's talk a little bit about how awesome they are. Becco makes award-winning ergonomic baby carriers that are simple, functional, and stylish for the modern parent. If you're looking for one carrier that can do it all, look no further than the Becco 8, our 8-in-1 all-season carrier. With an infant insert, built-in headrest, sleeping hood, waist belt pocket, removable lumbar support, and a zippered panel with 3D mesh for breathable comfort, it's the one carrier you'll ever need. Shop now at BeccoBaby.com. So we just told you about a great product that we think is pretty amazing and could be helpful to you to rock this parenting thing. Um, but there's going to be some other stuff you're going to need. If your kid is ever going to ride in a car, you're going to have to get a car seat. Um, if your kid is going to be outside of that carrier, then you're going to need a stroller. Um, you're going to have to put some clothes on that kid who probably going to want a crib at some point. So there are, you know, we're not saying go out and buy all the things and all the whatever, but there's going to be some required stuff. Yeah. So participate in that. But as far as the ones that can be your own style, 
you know, you're going to be wearing a baby carrier and carrying a diaper bag. So Uh, you can wear your partner's or you can get your own. So when it comes to baby carriers and diaper bags, pick one that is your own look and then your partner can have their own look too. We um, they fit your own body. In our family, we went with a backpack that um, was um, worked for both of us. Let's put it that way. And so um, it wasn't... It didn't look like a classic diaper bag. And thankfully, I feel like diaper bags have really changed since like the 80s. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Know? Nobody's carrying Winnie the Pooh anymore. No, right? That's exactly what I was thinking of. In the 80s, everybody's diaper bag had like Winnie the Pooh on it. And I now, don't understand why they made it cute for the kids because the kid is not no. old enough to care what a diaper no. bag looked like. It was like more of an advertisement for we have a child and this is their bag. Right. Yeah. No, we each had our own and it fit our own style. And I loved that. Mm. And I think that's really, that's really nice. And I'm going to suggest a backpack. It. A backpack? A backpack. Because then you don't have to, like, um, I feel like it doesn't fall off your back. You lean forward, and you've got, like, a messenger bag sort of one. I feel like that, like, gets in the way when you're leaning over to pick up a car seat or a baby. Mm. But personal style. So find the the one that works for you. See, now I was more of a shoulder bag one um, because I also, it doubled as my purse, and I often wore my baby on my back. Ah, so I really like this. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. Yes. Oh, Elise. Can I you know get I wrote that one for you. Any Teamwork more cliche than that? Oh my gosh. I know. Okay, so be a team. Everybody likes to be a team and it doesn't stop having a baby. In fact, this is a really great time to be a team. Mm. Um, I think in my relationship, we decided to be Team McAllister. Um, oh, that's pretty adorable. Oh, we still say it. And my kids do too. We're like, go Team McAllister. And we high five all the time. Aww. I know. It's really, uh, someday I got to get us t-shirts. Oh. Yeah. Um, so nursery building, baby shopping, name picking. Foot rubbing. Foot rubbing. Go team. Right? Yeah. No, I really, really like that. We're, I think that trans- transcends the do stuff get stuff done and more into like this idea of like we our relationship is a team yes and we are adding to our team oh i really like that yeah we had somebody that we met recently and they had like a divide and conquer list and i kind of felt like Uh, that fit the the team like that's really so shout out to you guys for that um because i think that really fits the team building um you know, you're not like, now, now, I need you to do this. That doesn't feel like a honeydew list. Yeah, and, that makes sense. And I think that's not healthy for relationships when it feels like somebody has to be the parent in the relationship and the other one's the child. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Yeah. yeah. Nobody likes that dynamic at all. So yeah. everyone's part of the team feels awesome. So teamwork makes the dream work. Interesting, because that even makes me think of like, you know, yesterday I asked my son, can you please take out the trash for me? Why am I asking him to take out the trash for me? It's not really for you. No. really, it, it would not be cool for him if trash uh-uh. piled up in your house. I got to stop saying that. I got to say, for the team. Yeah. Team Laird. I'm weird. <laughs> team Laird needs the trash taken out. Maybe oh. you need Team Laird shirts, too. I think I do. That's such a great Christmas idea. Christmas is coming up, and I think we're all going to need some Team shirts. Oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> Last but not least, um, pick up the slack. 
There is a reason why women love that picture. God, I feel so weird saying this. I know you of, do. <laughs> of Ryan Gosling, baby wearing and vacuuming. <laughs> I think Jen might be swooning a little bit more, but I can appreciate it. I can appreciate okay, it. We are so cliche right now. Because this does not resonate with everybody. You know what we're talking about? Like, there's all these memes of... There's that meme of Ryan Gosling. Like, doing all the different things. There's also, like, a um, porn for women that was, um, again, totally cliche. And it's, like, a guy um, just doing housework. Yeah. It's a picture book. Just a sarcastic picture book. But there's a reason why that's out there, right? Because women love that. And... You know, we've talked a little bit about love languages on yeah. another episode. And I think for a lot of women, yeah. it's feeling appreciated and seeing that by partners doing stuff. Yeah. Um, it's, and- a, it's a lonely time, Elise. I can remember feeling really lonely in pregnancy. This mm-hmm. baby is growing inside of me. No one else feels the sensations I'm feeling. And you can't share that. No. Like you cannot say, hey, could you carry this baby for right. a day or an hour? That's not an option. And even, even can, some of the emotions too. Right. Yeah. And, and you can't control that. Like there's so much vulnerability and there's there's just so, so little control. Yeah. I like, uh, there is some control. Don't be a jerk, you know. I mean, I'm talking to the pregnant person. Like, right. There is a way so to manage over your body and emotions. Yes. Manage your outlet. You don't need to become a raging lunatic <laughs> and call it and call it. Oh, it's just my pregnancy hormones. I've seen that a little bit lately, and I'm like, really? You are blaming everything on being pregnant, and I think you should take some personal responsibility and just be a kinder person in the world there, person. You know? <laughs> oh, Jen. Well, it's true. Like, I think we need to do a little of, like, come on. No. You don't Thanks. get to use that no. as a scapegoat to all the things, right? Like, get get your do some work, right? And what I think we're also saying to partners is, it can feel really isolating. And so to kind of take up some of that slack of feeling out of control in your body that you're just so tired that you really can't do as much housework as maybe you're used to, mm-hmm. you know. Well, um, very cliche right there, assuming that the pregnant person does the housework. No, as much as they're used to. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> but... We're inclusive here. We, we know are. that everybody's relationship is a bit different. And I really hope that people are hearing that. We, yes, we identify, we have made some cliched statements in this podcast today. And we know that everybody's relationship's a bit different. Everybody's right. roles are different. And that's great. It doesn't have to look a certain way. Yeah. Um. So just picking up that slack in general, like, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people can't even go to the grocery store or or even pick their own food off the menu. I remember not being uh, able to go into a restaurant that had pictures of any kind of food uh, around the restaurant or on a menu. Uh, and so for me, it was like, I just need food brought home in an already cooked state. Um, and I need it to, to never know what it's going to be and for there to never be discussion about food. That had nothing to do with me having like a 
stereotypical like wife role in the house and right. my house is very not stereotypical or high maintenance you aren't being high maintenance no no that was... I just like if anybody said the word chicken in my house I would totally bond it yeah it was just a fact so and um, you can imagine that that feels pretty out of control when a word makes you feel like vomiting <laughs> yeah for you know three months yeah. So sometimes that's just the deal. It makes It sense. wasn't always that way, and it wasn't the second time around. Yeah. But um, so figuring out where you can pick up slack. It doesn't have yeah. to be dusting and mopping. Okay. We believe in you, partner. We believe in you. We see you. We see you working hard. Thank um, you for all the hard work you're doing. And um, we know that you have a desire um, to support, and I think... To leave you with affirmations they're always just a good way to go yeah build your team i think we should do another like hand in the middle uh, for go team ready go team go, go team break okay <laughs> tell us about your team plans on instagram find us on pushing it podcast on instagram and facebook tell us how you're gonna be a really amazing fantastic flexible amazing team playing partner much like Ryan Gosling (laughs) (laughs) all right bye bye